Good morning. It is Tuesday. I think that's right. I never know what day it is. But I think it's that is today's date or day. And I wanted to share a lot of people I've heard they'll say, I don't have the motivation to get physically fit, or I'll I'll start out and then, you know, I lose my motivation. So you know, I like to talk about how our spiritual lives are linked to our physical lives. And sometimes we even lack motivation in our spiritual lives. So I kind of want to connect the two and things that have helped me. Um, just remembering God's promises is one major motivator in holiness and staying steadfast. Because remember, This is the Steadfast Podcast based on Psalm 112, verse 7. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. I hope we have that memorized by now. Or bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. No matter what. No matter what our day brings, we are trusting in the Lord. That's our goal. I pray that that will be our goal. And I saw this little quote. This is for like our physical lives, and it could be for both. But um, first, you have an intention. I'm intending on getting physically fit, getting myself in better shape. So first, it's an intention. Second, it's it's a behavior. Then it becomes a habit. Then it becomes a practice, practice. Then it's second nature. And then it's simply who you are. I can attest to that. As I began many years ago, wanting to get physically fit and take better care of my body. Because I remembered, number one, I am a temple. The Lord says we are his temple. Next, Christ is not only the savior of our soul, he is the savior of our body. And so, couple of things I'm going to talk about today will help us hopefully motivate, our, motivate ourselves toward holiness and motivate ourselves toward healthy living and a better lifestyle. So just some good motivations there. And another thing that I saw, it's hypocritical to pray for victory. I'll have to hold it up so I can. It's hypocritical to pray for victory over our sins, yet be careless in our intake of the Word of God. If we are serious about gaining victory over our sin, we have to intake, we have to get the Word of God in us. Like this is by Jerry Bridges. It will be hypocritical for me to say, I want to get victory over this sin. I want to defeat it. I want it to beat. I want it to... I want it to die, but then I never am in taking the word of God because the scripture says, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can we do it? By taking heed according to the word of God. The word of God is our food. It is our intake. It is our sword that we fight against sin, not against each other. We fight against our sin. So the same goes along with our physical lives. It would be hypocritical for me to say, yes, I want to get in shape. I want to do better. I want to live healthier. And then I never do anything 
to help myself with that. I'm continuing the same eating habits, continuing the same not exercising or not moving. That would be hypocritical. So a great motivator. <clears throat> Hopefully this will help. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, I'm going to tell you what those promises are. Beloved, beloved of the Lord, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So what promises are these? What promises? We'll go back to chapter 6. He says, for you are the temple of the living God. God dwells within us. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. How is that not a great motivator to cleanse ourselves? Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. And here's the great promise. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty, a daughter of the king. Knowing his promises is a great motivator for holiness, a great motivator to cleanse ourselves. There's many Things you can do to cleanse out your gut. Great things. We need to take the same measures to cleanse us spiritually. Not to be saved. If you're a child of God, your salvation's complete. We don't do it to be saved or earn salvation. We do it because we are saved. We're His. He is our Father. We are to be purifying ourselves, cleansing ourselves from all filthiness. His promises are a great motivator. Knowing we are beloved of the Lord. Beloved. <laughs> I don't know why I just whispered that. <laughs> but beloved of the Lord and having these promises, this is a great motivator. Cleanse yourselves now from all the filthiness. Knowing, another thing, knowing we shall see him as he is. One day we're going to see him. Knowing we shall be like him. One day we're going to be like him. So we begin the process of that now. We don't wait. Knowing we're going to see him. Knowing we're going to be completely purified. We begin that process now of sanctification. Being cleansed. Putting to death the deeds of the body. Because we remember we are not our own. The Bible says, he who lives should no longer live for themselves. That's what we did for so long. I lived for me, but now I want God's Spirit to help me live for Him. Because we are not our own. This body does not belong to me. My mouth doesn't belong to me. My tongue doesn't belong to me. I can't use it the way I want it. So we are to be purifying ourselves. Another great scripture from Titus. I love Titus chapter 3. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, denying. The world tells you 
indulge. You deserve it. Indulge. The scripture says, deny ungodliness. Deny sin. Not every desire we have is good. We are to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. And here's, Jesus gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed. That's what he's doing right now, redeeming us from every lawless deed and purifying for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. How can you know that you one day you will see the Lord? He is starting the work now. You are being cleansed. You desire to be cleansed. You desire to be purified and redeemed from all your lawless deeds and your zealous for good works. Not that good works save you, but knowing these promises, that is the great motivator. Our hope, our confidence is in Christ. We rest. See, this is great stuff. We are not graded according to my performance of the law. I'm not graded. Praise the Lord. Because I've already failed. I would fail. I'm not consistent. I can't have a consistent righteousness that will be acceptable to God. Christ has already accomplished that on my behalf. He gave himself for me. He's accomplished salvation for us. We are resting in his finished work of salvation. And now he's completing the work of cleansing us into his image while we are here. He has began a good work of making us like him and he will complete it. Nothing can thwart his purposes. Nothing can stop his plan. He has began a good work. He promises that he is able to sanctify us completely. He will perfect that which concerns me. At the end of the day, when I've blown it, Christ never blew it. Praise God. When we blow it as parents, when we blow it as whatever, repent, turn from this, and purpose in our hearts and seek to replace this sinful behavior with a righteous one, but never trusting in that to save me or give me peace and joy because my joy is fixed. It's on him. See, that's what we have to remember in our minds, too. That's the great motivator. Christ, because of Christ, I am accepted as if I had never sinned and I never will again. Listen to this quote. This is a great motivator. This is from Charles Spurgeon. If they could see, if they could but see that all their high joys do not exalt them, and their low despondencies do not really depress them in their father's sight. But they stand accepted in one who never alters, in one who is always, always, always the beloved of God, always perfect, always without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, how much happier they would be and how much more they would honor their Savior. If we could remember if you are a child of God, if you've repented and placed your trust in Christ, you are all, always accepted. Always. Because Christ is your righteousness. That is a great motivator to cleanse ourselves. We are to be abstaining from fleshly lust which war against the soul. 
we are in a spiritual battle and we're to put to death the deeds of the body. Abstain. Deny. And the great motivator for this is because we are the beloved, always beloved of the Lord. See, I struggle so much with doubting my salvation for a long time, and I, and I still struggle with days when I, when I blow it. But then I go back to the gospel. The gospel is everything. It changes everything. The gospel has to be the center of your life. When you remember, I'm always accepted in his sight because of Christ and what he has done on my behalf. His performance is what counts. And so that is a great motivator to cleanse ourselves. That is a great motivator to remember all these precious promises. And, you know, how can you know? How can you really know you're living by faith? And how do you know that one day you will see him and one day you will be like him? The evidence that God has begun a good work in you is that you will be desiring now to be holy. Don't. There has been a false gospel spread so many years. Don't be deceived by this sinner's prayer mentality where you look back and say, well, I said the prayer. I've done that. You know, don't treat it. Don't treat salvation like a flu shot. It's not a one-time deal and you're done. Look at what's going on in your life right now. Are you hating sin? Are you seeking to desire to please him? Are you? Do you love the word of God? Do you love to be with his people? Do you desire obedience? Don't, don't look back because a prayer doesn't save you. A person saves you. So the evidence that you will be completely pure is that you're purifying yourself now. We begin to be pure now because we know one day we will be fully pure. We meet with believers to worship now because one day we will worship fully and eternally. Knowing God is eternal life. It begins now. So one way to know that you're living by faith is trusting that he knows what is best. We don't like boundaries. We think God is holding out on us and just not wanting us to have any fun. Just like our children, when I tell them no, they think, you're so mean. That's what Micah told me the other day. You're so mean. But God loves. He cannot be mean. He, there is no unrighteousness in him. He loves. It's not a, he's already demonstrated his love towards us. He has demonstrated that very clearly. His ways are ways of love, safety, mercy. So one way you know is that you trust that he knows what is best. For example, marriage is between one man and one woman. Do we trust? Do we trust that? Do we know that he knows that what he, he says? You can't have sex, but not just yet. We have to wait until you're married. Another thing, do you trust that? Another thing, it's better to tell the truth. Do you trust that? It's better to work rather than to steal. Our basic premise in life is, yes, Lord. Your ways are right and good and just. 
This is a good motivator for holiness. We begin to be pure now, like I said, knowing that one day we will see him. And so a great motivator in living, desiring to purify ourselves is to remember his promises, to remember, to intake in the word of God. He calls us to be in humble submission. That's what that's what living by faith means. Humble submission. I submit to him now. I'll no longer live for myself. Self. Living by faith remembers I am not my own. I can't make my own decisions. I cannot be my own master. My father knows best. Living by faith means showing my children how to be in control of my emotions and temper. Oh, Lord, help me. That I don't lose my mind when they lose theirs. That I handle their disobedience and their pitching fits with gentleness and control. See, two wrongs don't make a right. When they disobey and pitch a fit, I can't respond the same way that they just responded. So, these are all living by faith. What is going on in your life right now? So a great motivator to cleanse yourselves is to remember the promises of God. Therefore, having these promises that we are a temple, God dwells within us, we are beloved, I am a daughter of the King, and He is cleansing me right now. Bird just flew by. <laughs> but we know. So one way you can get motivated with your physical life. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells within me, and He's the Savior of not only my soul, but my body. One day I will have a body without any pain, without any sin, without any sickness. So start now. Start now on that journey knowing one day you're going to be at the finish line. So start now cleansing yourself spiritually and cleansing yourself physically. So I pray, oh, I, yes, I'm going to have a guest tomorrow. I'm excited. Um, I read this article a while back. It was called The Me Time Myth. You need to tune in. And this uh, lady has her own blog. And I'm, we're going to find out more about her tomorrow. But um, I'm probably going to put the link up to the article I read. But it is a great, see, the world tells us so many things that we need to counter that with the Word of God to make sure that it is truth. So I look forward to that, uh, the me time myth. But um, I pray that this will help you. I pray that this will encourage you to stay steadfast, always looking unto the Lord, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Remembering his promises. Remembering that he is in control. He is sovereign. We can trust him. And so I pray that you will remember all these things and you will have a great Tuesday. And I will, like I said, it's always weird for me hanging up. I don't know what to say. But hopefully you'll have a blessed day and stay steadfast.